0: Go, welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside, Joe, Mike. <laughs> this week we're going to review the following movies: Queen of Outer Space, The Ranch Part Five, and Sicario Two Soldado, um, which actually the the day day of Sicario Day of the Soldado, which yeah. I should say, um, as well as preview Ant Man and the Wasp, plus some news and comments as always.
1: So welcome to. I'm way off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the
0: Cinescape Magazine movie review hey, show. Oh, here. I was supposed to say
1: it loud. It's the Cinescape Magazine movie review show. Welcome to
0: Cinescape Magazine. Right. Hey. right. First
1: <laughs> up. All right.
0: So, uh, yeah, first up, uh, You, me or you? What do you want to do? What do we always do? You know, um, I just learned this about Siskel and Ebert. They did a coin flip every week to see who would, who would start off first.
1: Yeah. I. You can do it first. I don't care.
0: Okay. Um all right. Anyway, um all right, so uh I decided to do the ranch on Netflix uh part five because you know they have a they do a thing, yeah, god damn it. <laughs> all right, anyway, my bad. You st- you decided to do a thing on, on the ranch part five. Yeah, so here here here's my little synopsis there. Ashton Kutcher stars in this Netflix original sitcom as Colt, who returns home to his family's ranch in Colorado after a semi pro football career ends in failure.
1: Um, do we really
0: need to do a thing for the ranch? You
1: know. We've already talked about it before. Do yeah. we really need to do it? Yeah, you nah, know what? Yeah. Fuck no. I'm no, not okay. doing a
0: goddamn Okay, yeah, we don't. So, anyway, the ranch, um, like, it technically it goes by season. I mean, it goes by parts instead of seasons. So the first part one and part two is each part has 10 episodes and they come out every six months. So it's pretty much like if you wanted to, you could say the first season is part one and part two, second season is part two and part three, or part, you know what I mean, so on and so forth. So part five is, the, is, of course, the newest one that just came out, and it's the final episodes of Danny Masterson's character leaving the show, Rooster. Um, and there were people pissed off about this. So we actually, well, maybe we could have put this on Compelled, but... Um, the women, the victims of him, um, of uh, Danny Messon, you know, they they spoke out about um, Netflix actually, you know, it was great that they fired him, but they also give his character a send-off on the show, instead of just outright firing him like what happened with Kevin Spacey, which is also Netflix, right? So... Um, they, they're and they're understandably upset about it I, I get it I totally I do get it even though Danny Masterson says that you know he thinks you know he says that he's waiting for the day that he's cleared and he can come back and all that shit but um, anyway I wanted to bring it up because it's going on right now so uh, this show it's the same thing it's always it's the same thing as the last time I talked about it which was like I think a year ago or whatever it it it's a, this show is a mixed fucking bag. Like, it's great to see all these returning characters or returning actors from that 70s show because you have the, the mom, you have, you know, you have uh, Kurtwood Smith you know, show up for a few episodes here and there as another guy. Um, you know, this season you don't see Fez's uh, actor that Wilmer uh, Valderrama, but, um, you know, you you have and then you have you know Ashton Kutcher and Danny Masterson, of course. So you have all these you know characters from '70s show, and you know they're purposely placed on here for a reason. But um, what the mixed bag on this show is the the writing style, the, the writing, the comedy writing on the show is like Chuck Lorre writing, but it worse. It, it like Chuck it makes Chuck Lorre writing look like he actually puts effort into writing his comedy. With this show. All the dialogue, when it comes to to anything funny, is predictable, and it's like it's almost wince-inducing. Like my kids love it, which may I mean that that explains a lot right there, right? Kids like that fucking humor, right? <laughs> so yes, um, and, and so yeah, it, it's just I, I mean there was plenty of times when we were watching the, these ten episodes where I was ending sentences before they did, the characters did. That's how fucking predictable this shit is. And uh, and also people's responses, but th- here's the other part of it. Because these are decent actors, you got you know you got Sam. Um, oh my God, why am I forgetting his fucking name? Sam Witwicky, <laughs> Sam Elliott, Sam Elliott. Thank you. Okay, you got Sam Elliott. You got Deborah Winger. Um, You've got uh, the daughter from Twenty Four, uh, Alicia Cuth- Cuthbert, um, Ashley Coochie, and Danny Masterson, who look. I'm just speaking of the character not the fucking guy in real life. Um, you have these characters and they're they're well they're, they, they, they they you like seeing them on the show. So that works and what also works on the show is when it throws away the stupid cheap fucking jokes there are some really genuine heartfelt moments on the show where it gets serious. Things get serious. Like Sam Elliott's character had a, you know, had a mild heart attack and, you know, he has to change things and the ranches you know, threatening to be either sold or, or there's a fire that comes and tears like down the whole valley, all this stuff. And so, and then there's father and daughter or father and son issues that have to be worked out and, and pride and all this other stuff. So there's some really, really good moments in there. Really good. And, the problem is, is, it keeps going back to the cheap fucking humor in between all that shit. So, it for me, I still want to keep watching it, but it's not. I can't highly recommend the show because of how shitty the fucking humor is. Um, and uh, the Danny Masterson thing, they didn't kill his character off. They set up, they set it up in this way so that you thought, I thought that his character was going to get killed off, and instead, it would have been awesome if he fell into a thresher. <laughs> instead. They set it up where he had to leave town because he was his life was being threatened by this guy by the by the hu- the ex husband of the girl, of this lady he's banging, so he the episode Of oh, the lady he's abusing yeah <laughs> that too with it with its, with this penis so um yeah and so th- th- listen to this. this is the fucking how funny this ending is so it ends with Rooster leaving because the guy says I'm going to kill you or I'm going to hurt your fucking family if you don't leave so what do you make a choice. And so Rooster grabs his shit and he leaves. And guess what fucking song plays during the end credits?
1: Um, <laughs> these boots were made for walking? No. Yeah, they come to snuff the rooster.
0: Of course. <laughs> Is that Allison Chains? I think it's Allison Chains, yes. right? Yes. So um, sometimes that makes them an STP up. Uh, so yeah, they play that fucking song. I started laughing during the end credits. I was like, they didn't fucking kill him. And I think the reason why they didn't kill him. I really think this. I think that after the court thing happens and if he I think Netflix is doing this hopeful thinking that if he's if he's not convicted that they can bring him back to the show. That's what I'm thinking. That's why they didn't kill him on there. Cuz they should have fucking killed him. They should have killed this guy. Right. But w- I, I'm sorry. They should have killed this guy's character, not you know Danny Masterson of course. Right. Um so yeah, I, I I I laughed because I I couldn't believe it. I I, th- I really thought they were going to kill him off the way they made it, they were setting it up. But whatever, shit happens. So I I, I don't like I said. It, it's if you're a fan of that 70s that seventy show, the ranch is worth checking out. I just you 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 watch it and you be the judge. Just take into account what I said.
1: I can't not contribute to either of those shows anymore. And you know what? And there's another point right there. So and I won't. So I don't watch them. I don't buy them. I don't participate with that '70s show because of because of Danny Masterson, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just that simple. Now, if he's innocent, he's innocent. It's a whole different story. But <laughs> right now, he's not. Oh, cool. This just then. So Kevin Smith has a new show coming out. It's called Hollyweed. It's a project we quietly shot last week in which I act with dialogue. To better understand what this means to me, here's a text I sent my kid after I finished putting her scenes together. She plays my daughter in the show. It says, uh, "I this is from Kevin to uh, Harley. I love your Hollyweed scenes. You're so good in this, but watching you and I play dad and daughter is unbelievably sweet and very special for me. My secret dream my whole life was to be an actor or one who talks. I wrote Randall for me to play and then chickened out and gave up the part. Never regretted the the decision, but always wondered what might have been if I had had any balls back then. But now I'm so glad I waited two decades to really go for it because I got to act with you. I love you, kiddo. Thanks for making an interest or taking an interest in this shit um, or taking a shit in this. (laughs) Um, It's made me making media even more fun. Had a blast making with excellent co-stars who all pretend... Who all pretended I could act? Uh, Frankie Shaw, Rawlings, Kristen Bauer, Van Stratton, that's the name, uh, Adam Brody, Chloe Dworkin, Jason Mewes, Ralph Garmin, Annie McElfrish, Hina Abdullah, and his daughter. Uh, big thanks to Fremantle Media, Starstream, Raw, G Pen, DNA Genetics, Weed Maps, and Acme Elixirs for the opportunity. And then he ends it on this Fuck fear. If I suck, I suck, but man, I had a blast doing it. I hope we get to do lots more. I really want to hang out with Kevin Smith. <laughs> God damn it. He sounds like he would be fun. A Absolutely. fun fucking guy to hang out with.
0: He would, yeah. It, I have like zero doubt in my mind that Kevin Smith would be an awesome dude to hang with. So please, Kevin, listen to the show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> listen to the show. Chris. Invite us
0: on. We'll, we'll, we'll invite you to the show. Here uh, you go.
1: However, <laughs> let's talk about dieting. By the way, uh, Hollywood exec producers include Kevin Smith, Star Streams, uh, Peter Peter Angeli, I guess that's his name. Peter Peter uh, Peter uh, Kim Ledford and Dan McCarney, as well as Jana Edelbaum, Rachel Cohen, Liz Destro, uh, n- not to be confused with Destro from G.I. Joe. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Monsanto, uh, not to be confused with the Monsanto Corporation. <laughs> Uh, the growing world of legal marijuana is becoming fertile ground for TV series. Among the other pot-centric laughers in the pipeline, Chuck Laurie is shopping an untitled comedy co-written with David J- uh, J- Javerbaum, or Haverbaum uh, that's set in a legal marijuana dispensary in Colorado.
0: Like the fucking the, the, the one on Netflix with the with with, with, with Kathy Bates. Oh yeah,
1: imagine that. Amazon it's the same is developing. Yeah, Amazon is developing Highland. Starring Margaret Cho as an addict who, after a court order rehab, has to move in with her family members who now run a pot dispensary, which I f- can't wait not to see that. I know. NBC has given a script commitment to Adam and Naomi Scott's buds <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, after uh, after his uh, Ghost Nightmare show. That was actually a pretty good show, and I wanted to watch it, but they canceled it. Uh, HBO previously ordered six new episodes of Vimeo web series High Maintenance. And then, um, uh, and then, oh, here's a joke for you. What do you call a dictionary that's on drugs? Um, higher education. High definition. Oh, I was close. close. <laughs> um, there's supposed to be a trailer for this, and I'm going to find it.
0: All right. Yeah, I, uh, dude, I dude. Why am I my brain farting on the name because I was probably high when I watched it? But um, the show, yeah, the the one on uh, Netflix with Kathy Bates, Chuck Lorre fucking wrote the show. So it, um, it God I had. Dank and Dabby on there. Fucking goddamn they were funny. Holy shit. First they were annoying and then all of a sudden they became the best part of that show and just became absolutely hilarious. Um, motherfucker. I can't believe I'm brain farting on that name. I don't care. Son of a bitch. I, mean, I don't think this is it. <sighs> Disjointed. <laughs> Disjointed. That's the name of the show on Netflix. Dude, I, I, I look. I haven't been listening to um, Hollywood Babylon in a couple of years now, but uh, so I don't know if anything's been said. But there's, uh, I don't know. Uh, there seems to be like a, a real rift between him and uh, Ben Affleck. Like Ben Affleck just does
1: not even respond to anything, and just he talks about it. He says, "I don't know what's going on with him," and I don't. If if it if there is, there is. If there isn't, there isn't. I don't know what the hell's going on. It's just.
0: I mean, there. I wonder what you know. It hasn't been said. You know what I mean? Because it. He talked about it like. Just hit pause. Just so you know, I'm doing a podcast right now. Okay. I understand. Uh, dude, that really sounded like it was coming from. <laughs> like, from over from you. That was weird. All right. Okay. What do we got? Hollyweed? No. We got a oh. fucking commercial. Oh, that looks so good.
1: At least it's. Oh, at least the cheese needed. doesn't look right,
0: though. <coughs> Yellow cheese doesn't look right on there. It. What do you expect? I don't know, it just it should have been like cheddar or something. It's dark Don't
1: just point like
0: Just
2: say it already. Not even supposed to be here today. Not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today.
1: Why are they bleeping the shit out?
0: This is annoying.
1: I was hoping it was... It's set at surreal. a dispensary. It's essentially clerks at a dispensary. <laughs> That's right.
3: You should just call them pot
1: clerks, really. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? Uh,
2: Cassandra?
0: Oh, no. This is going to be fun. Let's call it cannabis clerks. Drink.
2: The sign on the back of the car said Critters of Hollywood!
1: This will keep the sun out of your eyes. All right. So there's obviously a trailer for it, but I can't fucking find it. That was an annoying, annoying
0: fucking no, no, um, news bleep, man. <laughs> Damn the way things have turned, man. I it just you notice that everything's got to have like this fucking rocking beat delivery to it and shit. Yeah. You know, it just like it's like. It's like the short attention span generations problem or something where you just gotta constantly like doom do 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 But back in my day, you know, we didn't need enough, that flippity flabbergity. Uh do. maybe there just isn't a trailer for it yet. Cool. I'll be in front of the camera this time.
1: What was that? The fucking website that I'm actually looking for. Oh, God damn it. <sighs> you have to be kidding me. <sighs> <laughs> I I literally went to the fucking website. I, I Googled the website, and it's showing me just Hollywood.
0: I'd say let's just counter our losses and keep going with the show, man.
1: Here? I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, what if you went on to Facebook and there's a link to it or something? Right?
1: Uh, fuck off. What do you mean... Oh, that's why. <sighs> I threw off my headset in disgust. <laughs> it's Show. Look at that swell motherfucker. <clears throat> Val
3: Here we go. From the top. Let's go. I'll be in front
0: of the camera this time.
1: That's it. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll sign up. Count me in. You're welcome. I literally just... <sighs> I am an odd duck, man, when it
0: comes to, to substances. I You know, it, it's... Apparently, there, I'm
1: already subscribed. A
0: lot of people just okay. fucking love to get super drunk or super high or, or whatever. And when it came to alcohol, I don't like being super fucked up. I don't even like being fucked up. I like just getting buzzed. Because when I get fucked up, I don't enjoy it. I, I just you know i I just I don't enjoy it. I don't feel like going into detail on it but it, with weed holy shit i i i um i it's been almost three weeks since I've smoked weed, and before that, I went like a week without smoking weed and then I smoked some and I smoked a little too much and <laughs> I had fucking paranoia about my life for like two hours, and it fucking sucked so bad like I was thinking about having a heart attack and my family and blah, all this shit. And it's just like, how the fucking people like, and, and I know what I didn't smoke anywhere near as much as mo- the average fucking smoker smokes. And yet, why the fuck does it hit me like that? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I. You, you don't want my answer. What?
1: I'm, so I'm a pussy? I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah you know what I it, it, it because it's different for everybody, so
0: yeah, I, I know I just yeah for me yeah, I just need a little man, I'm good I'm good I don't need, okay, so why can't I have a- con- why can I talk? This is a conversation, this is a show
1: we are having a conversation. well don't don't shut me off I didn't shut you off. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry joe i didn't I didn't mean to shut you off so we could do a movie review w- didn't
0: we not just do this Kevin Smith shit? We're yeah, we were supposed to go into your review instead. We did Kevin Smith shit.
1: Yeah, I wanted to bring it up because he's doing a new TV show, and it's, it's about news. weed. It's about weed. But so what? It's it's news. I mean, literally breaking news. You know, if you started, if you went off into a thing about something
0: that was related to it, I'd be like, uh huh, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I know. Not, so I I, mean?
1: I, I, and and I acknowledged it, and you got fucking defensive.
0: You said, "Who cares?" Or, I, I said, care. "I
1: said you're not going to like my answer," and then you asked me what will my answer was going to be, and I jokingly said, "I don't care." You're you're heartless. Fuck you. And and then and then you went into this whole defensive thing and I said, OK, so perfect thing to say, defensive. which which you do, you you, you do. And, and I don't want to get into it. It's not that big of a deal. The, the whole point is, is that you went into this whole thing and I just went, OK, so and, and I wanted you to explain some more. But instead you got pissed off. That's what the whole thing is. OK, so instead of saying, what's your point? Once you say
0: defensive, <coughs> I can't say anything about it anymore because I'm being defensive. So, let's just go to the movie review.
1: No, what I... Uh, <laughs> all right.
0: <laughs> the, the movie? You don't want to do the movie?
1: No. Something else.
2: And now, here they are. The most daredevil group of dandy drivers to ever whirl or wheels in the wacky races. Competing for the title of the world's wackiest racer. The cars are starting line first is the turbo terrific driven by peter perfect Next, rufus Roughcut cut and sawtooth in the buzzwagon maneuvering for position is the army surplus special right behind is the Hill mob in their bulletproof bomb. and there's ingenious inventor pat pending in his converter car oh and here's the lovely penelope pitstop the glamour gal of the gas pedal Rock and gravel, lurching along in the creepy coop with a gruesome tootham, and right on their tail is the Red Max. And there's the Arkansas Chugabug with Luke and Blubber Bear. Sneaking along last is that meme machine with those double-dealing do-batters, stick dastardly and his sidekick, Buckley. And even now they're up to some dirty trick, and they're off. Start. And why not they've been chained to a post by
1: Okay so I played that on purpose because see this is why I can't stand some of these websites yeah that's better uh, all right so um, the reason why I played that is because this movie Queen of Outer Space, It's a 1958 fantasy cult film where astronauts attempt to thwart a plot to destroy Earth when they land on Venus and are captured by angry Amazons. Here's the trailer.
3: Voyages to the outer universe a reality. Satellite space stations in operation for landing and refueling. Apparently, we have some deadly neighbors now to space.
2: Captain, it's heading toward us.
3: And now, the story of the fantastic adventure that befalls mankind's most daring crew of space explorers. Not a sound. Not even the hum of an insect. Is this a dead planet? Landing on an unknown planet, they are captured by long-limbed beauties when they say take me to your leader and they take them to a creature like this you know they're on planet venus and the queen of outer space is jaja gabor (laughs) (laughs) the most talked about woman in the world knows what she wants on venus too then we're
2: the only men on the whole planet
3: yes wow You'll see the revolt that brings the planet under the domination of strangely masked females who hate and fear the male animal.
2: Let me kill her now.
3: You're not only a queen, you're a woman too. Let me see your face. The savage horrors of fearsome mutated beasts. (laughs) The war of the sexes. (laughs) When voluptuous Venusians give battle to spacemen from Earth. The destructive might of incredible space rays that stop man from returning to Earth. Prepare for maximum acceleration. <laughs>
1: I'm really beginning to love Turner Classic movies because they showed this on Underground. Now, there was another movie I was going to do. I was going to do Ben, and the problem with Ben was they didn't show Ben and its time slot. They showed Cleopatra Jones. If you watch Cleopatra Jones... Ben's the one with Michael Jackson, right? No.
0: Or Michael Jackson did the song
1: for it? No. This movie came out like in the 60s. Ben is the one about the rats.
0: Yeah, yep. Michael Jackson sung a song. Um, sure,
1: I'm 100 percent positive, dude. Right. I'm not gonna argue with that. But um, so the Ben didn't. I recorded it because, mm-hmm. like, because this is Ben was remade uh, with Crispin Glover. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was Willard. Willard. That was right.
0: yeah. Willard. Uh, no, dude, Sorry, I I don't like correcting people. I really don't. No, do it. Willard is a remake of the same name from a movie from the seventies, where the guys rats go fucking
1: crazy and start. That's what Ben is.
0: Ben is. Uh, I remember Ben being a um, more of a friend thing, like a like a friend with the rat thing. Um, I don't remember all the details, of course, but um, a boy and his pet rat. Yeah. The, uh, the oh, it's a sequel to Willard. Okay. Well, they're on the same lines. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good.
1: Because <laughs> all I remember is Willard. So. Right. So. Oh, did you see Michael Jackson? Uh, yeah, I saw it. Okay. So uh uh um anyways Queen of Outer Space was also on so I recorded that for the hell of it because I'm I'm like getting into like these weird fucking yeah uh, 50s and 60s movies uh-huh. these these I, I love I love these 50s and 60s sci-fi movies anyways them. yeah them and and uh, Plan the, 9 from the Outer Space Brain
0: that wouldn't die Yeah
1: so it, it, when you heard the trailer and it said, you know, the queen of outer space, Zsa Zsa Gabor.
0: That guy, uh, I totally pictured him with a scotch in one hand and a fucking
1: cigarette in the other while he's fucking spouting off his rhetoric. Right. So <laughs> so Zsa, Zsa Gabor is not the queen of outer space. Yeah. She is a scientist. And the whole the whole thing is these three, astro- these three astronauts and a doctor are going to a space station... It's 1985 Earth. Okay, yeah. they're going to a space station, which it's actually—I mean, obviously, it's plausible because, hey, right? So the future. Yeah, um, it's it's not it's not like weird um, futuristic Blade Runner shit. Yeah, it's 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 real stuff where you know they get into a rocket and go up to a space station, which is spinning because it needs gravity to, you know, keep everything going. Yeah. And it's not like a weird space station. It's just a it's it's like a circle with a with a plus sign in it, right? Yeah. Like one of those types of space stations. And and out of nowhere you see these cartoon lasers just shooting across the the space. Yeah. Like from different directions and they're supposed to be coming from Venus. Yeah. And you like I'm all I could think of is how is like if Venus is on the left side of of the screen why is there lasers coming from the right side of the screen? Where, where the fuck, you know? Yeah. Where, but, well, it's okay. I mean,
0: Venus is closer to the sun, so maybe it swooped around the sun to the other side. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> no, because they were using real physics. So, I'm, I'm it was totally fucking joking. silly. Um, but, <laughs> so the lasers are crisscrossing. They end up destroying the, uh, the, uh, space station. My only guess is that they were using the lasers that were coming from the right hand side yeah. were, were tracking. So when they shot at the space station and it missed and it came, it was coming back from the other side yeah. to um to uh basically it's like a laser spotter, right? Yeah. So, and then finally this thing hits uh, the space station and then another beam comes on. Again, another cartoon beam (laughs) and blows up the space station. And then they have to make a, instead of going back to Earth, they get sucked into going to Venus, crash land on Venus. And it's an entire fucking movie about four astronauts basically dick whipping women. <laughs> That's what they. It's what it's all about. It's yeah. all it is is these four, three horny astronauts and an old doctor. You know, basically saying we have dicks and we're here and let's let's get all let's let's get all kissy and lovey, right? Yeah. And then we're, we'll save your planet. Because
0: that's all the women want, right? Yeah. That's and, and, all they want. And it's
1: completely sexist. There is. Yeah. I mean, the women are in power, but it's completely sexist. Because uh, when, when men come to the planet, like the very first thing is one of the women says, I fucking hate them. Well, she doesn't say fuck. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Right. Yeah. And she tries to attack the the astronauts. He's yeah. like, And one of the guys is like, what's her problem? We just got here. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and there's no men on the planet except for these four guys.
0: Yeah, and then you just all you gotta do is just grab the grab the dame and just lay a kiss on her, and then all of a sudden she'll she'll just melt in your arms.
1: Yeah, punch him out, <laughs> and then take him for a gin fizz. So, <laughs> so the reason why I played wacky races is because the the dude that did the voice the voice cast his name is David Willock, and he's in this movie, so. I when I'm watching these old movies, I'll close my eyes. Yeah. And I will yeah, see he he passed away in 1990. Wow. Um 81.
0: He was 81 years old, yeah.
1: Yeah, um he he did 181 films and TV series from 39 to 89. He was a busy dude.
0: Ain't shit compared to a porn actor though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, true, but I mean, for for an actor actor, that's a lot.
0: I I know just I'm being
1: an asshole. Um <laughs> well, he's no Ron Jeremy, huh? Um, I was listening to it, and every time he talked, I'm like, "That voice sounds familiar," you know. And and so I'm, so I'm listening to it, I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to it. And he said something, I'm like, "Oh, that's the dude from Wacky Races." And sure as shit, it's the dude. So this guy, David Willock, plays one of the characters, and you know, he's he's uh, he's he was in uh, whatever happened to Baby Jay, Baby Jane. Queen of Outer Space, Wacky Racers, Send Me No Flowers. Like, he's been in a ton of goddamn movies. (laughs) Um, uh, Meet the Emperor, Hogan's Heroes. Uh, The last film that he did was in 1983. That was a TV movie called called Sawyer and Finn, but he was in Lou Grant. Um, Let's see. Mostly it was just like uh, little, little bit parts and pieces here. Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. He played a store manager. Um, love American style, I love that show. That show was awesome. Um, Adam Twelve Green Acres he did a lot of Green Acres. He did a lot of wacky races, but he was the narrator, so he was in. He did all of the all seventeen episodes of that. Um, Gomer Pyle, My Three Sons, Jesus, he was in.
0: Goddamn, you had to see My Three Sons. Now that goddamn theme song is gonna be stuck in my head for the next hour. Uh
1: huh. <laughs> um, but the. Like, there's 209 credits, but they say that he acted up until 1990, 1989, and I only see 1983 on here. So, I, who knows? Anyways, um, the dude was in a ton of stuff, and he's got a very, very unique voice. So, I started, I was watching the movie, and like the soundtrack for Queen of Outer Space yeah. has a lot of Star Wars stuff in it. Like, like, um, w- really weird, um, passages okay, okay, music passages where they, it was it's very similar to um a, a new hope, like when they crash land on on Venus and then the girls come to to take them to uh their castle or wherever it is their their fucking <laughs> their lair of lust palace yeah yeah their lair their lust palace mm-hmm. um there's like notes from like remember when the Jawas are in the sand crawl and it goes doom you know well that those notes yeah are in that passage and I'm like holy shit that's that's like fucking the that's like john John Williams has taken i'm I'm pretty sure that Lucas gave him a list of of movies Influences, to watch
0: yeah I, I, yeah
1: and and one of those passageways um passageways passages so uh Jawa um Sand crawler. Uh, So, So this passage right here, without the horns. I can't play too much of this.
0: Yeah, you better stop it, dude.
1: I'm trying to... You've been bad. Like this part right here. Yeah. Like like pieces of, of that music. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know if they have the soundtrack, but it, it it was amazing to watch that. Plus, like the guns. Yeah, his name is Martin Skiles. The guns are uh, like Han Solo's blaster rifles. Okay. Blaster pistol.
0: Did you read about China's claim that they've created a laser gun?
1: Uh, no. Yes. Yes, I read something about it. Speaking of them, so can you hear it?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm an alien, darling. <laughs> I hope this uh, this movie's uh, public domain. Is it?
1: I don't care. We're doing a comparison. All right. See, you hear it? I thought, I'm like, fuck, that's really cool. Definitely. See?
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely hear it.
1: So I I thought it was cool that, like, one of the movies that I just randomly picked, you can hear, you can hear, like, a preview of what John Williams is going to do with Star Wars, right? Yeah. You know, and just picking, I mean, it could be coincidental, but I don't think so, because Lucas was a huge, huge, huge sci-fi fan. He loved all this stuff. And he grew up on it. Him and Spielberg just loved the shit out of this stuff. Yeah. you know it's Buck Rogers, it's this and that, it's Flash Gordon. But when you when you have when you have John Williams, who's such a a, a scholar, he's a music scholar. He knows the ins and outs of almost every every musician. That's ever scored a film, Mm -hmm. you know, and he and when he's picking out all this stuff, he'd be like, "Okay, well, I know that this is going to work here and I'm going to go back and I know that this guy has done this or something similar to this. And then he'll start researching the library. Yeah. And I I thought it was great. Jacques Gabor is a terrible actress, by the way.
0: You don't need to tell
1: me that. (laughs) She is an absolutely terrible actress. She was funny in um, Green, Green Green Acres, Acres. Yeah. But she's still a bad actress. Um, she's, I, I, in fact, um, a lot of people found her funny, but her sister was, or not funny, gorgeous. Eva Gabor. Eva was yeah. much, much prettier. Um, I was, but I'm not an, a Zsa, Zsa Gabor fan. Although I thought it was funny, like in, um, what was it? It was, um, Naked Gun 2. It was at the end of Naked Gun 2 because, or maybe it was 3, where, uh, she was in the news for, you know, hitting a police officer. And in, in in the opening sequence after right. the after the police car, if you want to call I it, I believe that,
0: that was in thirty three and a third. Yeah, I think it that.
1: was three. And she told the thing. She told the, the camera to go fuck itself or go you know fuck off or whatever yeah. she said to get their f word out. And you know th- things like that are funny. But every one of the girls had really really short skirts on. They didn't jump. They didn't run or anything else like that. They were always walking. It was always yes ma'am, yes ma'am, yes ma'am. Um, the real bad guy the real queen of outer space if you want to call it that is this is the queen of venus is who she is and she's wearing like a a, a leotard or whatever she's wearing and she's got a mask on and yeah. she looks awesome the um the uh the costuming on queen of outer space is actually pretty fantastic but there's there's um there are scenes like there right here see the masks yeah they they're like they got like jewels on them and everything else and a lot of girls wear them but mostly the the guards for uh, the queen wear the masks and the, you know her her retinue here it is right here <laughs> so you can see that she's wearing this mask and you have all these other girls that are wearing it and it's it's kind of fancy it's almost um like hell hella right mm-hmm. from uh Ragnarok yeah from Ragnarok it's kind not all not perfect but what I'm saying is it's got the they yeah, look like, almost like antlers. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. But see, the reason why she hates all the men and she wants to blow up planet Earth is because she's been scarred with radiation burns. Okay. And her face looks like it's all crystallized. And it was really really good makeup for the time. And I thought I mean I was looking at it and I was like I was relatively turned off because like you can't really see it here, but see the see it? Yeah. <laughs> you can't see it, but see it? I'm hideous. Yeah. But she didn't speak like that. Yeah. She spoke normal, but you could see it moving with her face. And of course, <coughs> at the beginning of the film, as a big prior to takeoff, one of the um, one of the astronauts, <laughs> right here. So this. <laughs> This was such the, the biggest cheesiest part of this. So one of the astronauts has his girlfriend on, on the ground, or some girl that he's dating, or whatever, right? Yeah, and he's making out with her. See, see the look on her face right there. Yeah, that she has this like intense look throughout the entire p- stinger, if you want to call it that. The, this entire piece where he's they're waiting for for a dude to uh, come aboard the the uh, the, the rocket and. And he's still making out with her, and she's she, uh, every time every time they call for him, she gives this silly look, like you know, oh my God, I can't believe that you're going away you know and then and then he gets on the rock and she stands there, yeah, and then it was like way too long just to keep the camera on her for for no reason because she doesn't play an important role in the entire movie ever again. You just see her for like three minutes of just her making out with this guy. And then looking wistfully at, at the rocket as it goes away. Yeah. And of course they blow they they use the fog machine and blow fog at her to make it look like the the rocket blast or whatever. Yeah. And then she puts her hands in front of her face. It's like, Oh, oh okay, oh
0: exhaust is coming at my face. That look that she's giving in this picture reminds me of Madeline Kahn in Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, don't touch me, don't touch my makeup, don't mess with my hair.
1: Yeah. That, <laughs> that's what she looks you, like. You you are male and I don't want you to touch me. <laughs> That's not what Madeline Kahn sounded like, but good yeah. enough. Uh, oh yeah, here, here's a picture of her right there. It's it's really good makeup. The way that they did it, yeah. You know, I mean, this is 1958. This is not fucking 1980s. No, in
0: 1958, did they know that at the time yet that Venus was sulfuric acid clouds?
1: No. Okay. No, they they really didn't. That's what I
0: thought. I figured because
1: you know. <laughs> That's a better picture.
0: This fantasy where they're going to this fucking, the planet of Venus, which was supposed to be this beautiful uh, copy, sister to Earth, right? And then all of a sudden you get yeah, there. Yeah, this and, lush forest. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you get there and, yeah, you melt. Yeah. <laughs> you, you take one breath and
1: die. Yeah. <gasps> Blah. And oh, then, yeah. oh, he have the spider attack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so he's being attacked by this spider. Obviously, it's fake. <laughs> oh yeah, when it
0: flew off the rocks and onto him, I, I could it, was, <laughs> it,
1: it wasn't even. It didn't even fly off the rock. It was just like violently pushed. Yeah, because the, the legs didn't move. So he's lying there, and I heard him <laughs> scream. And I turn and look because I was I was in the middle of doing something, and he's got the spider on his chest. And I'm like, oh, he's done for. Yep. And I turn back and I turn around. And he's like, and nothing has happened. He's not bitten. You know, he's not bleeding from anything. It's a typical 1950s sci-fi horror stuff <laughs> and this is what i love um there's an actual queen of outer space from 2016 great um if you are a fan who is that <laughs> like some of these some of these actresses are just devastatingly fucking beautiful
0: you know what the the funny part about that is is when i was younger i always thought that older actresses even though like even though they could have been in their 20s or 30s i always thought they they weren't attractive. Like they just looked like a victim of the time kind of thing, right? But now looking back at them, there's some fucking hotties. I mean,
1: I don't know what was what kind of goggles I had on at the time, but yeah, that's not Zsa Zsa Gabor, but that's one of the girls from Queen of Outer Space. Look, yeah, I mean, look at no,
0: her. Oh yeah, she's, she's got
1: yeah, she's beautiful faces. Lisa shirt. Davis, the Dalton Girls, mm-hmm. and um, like um, Calamity Jane, uh, Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn. Holy Christ! Andre Hepburn. No, that's Catherine Hepburn. What? Look at
0: that! <laughs> Look at her. Yeah, she was cute. Definitely cute. Just you know um, who kind of looks like that? Um, Catherine Watterson, a little bit. Remember her from Alien Covenant? Yeah, kind of. Kinda. kinda. Yeah. But yeah, she's she was absolutely just. Dude, I just you know, I didn't even realize dead. this because I, I I was used to seeing Elizabeth Taylor when she was um, older. But when uh, I finally started, like, paying attention and looking at her, like, when she was doing th- movies like Cleopatra and stuff, God damn, Ava, she was fucking gorgeous.
1: Ava Gardner. Uh, mm-hmm. not, uh, I mean, look at them. God damn, dude. I, there, there's just... She, she's okay. But, but like, a lot of them, Grace Kelly, um, <laughs> Rita Hayworth, Vivian Lee. Oh, yeah, right there. Um, uh, let me think... Uh, Sophia Loren, yeah, was attractive. Yeah, they they were all absolutely just Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly was fucking yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, Grace Kelly was amazingly beautiful. And Sophia a- Loren is still fucking beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, Grace Kelly.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I, yeah, she was Meghan
1: Markle before Meghan Markle. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's Rita Hayworth right there from nineteen forty-six. God damn, dude, just. Like how do you how do you go through life? <laughs> you
0: know what she looks like with that red hair? She
1: looks like you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah. You it's you know nothing anyone. Yeah. Uh that's Deborah Ann Um just i and in the in the glamour and grace of all of these women, like even um They treated
0: acting like an art form. You know? It was I think though yeah I'm, I'm jumping on uh, i'm jumping on let i'm staying on the ledge here with this or stepping over but right i think that there was more overall respect to that to that form of art back then because i think there was a lot less distractions
1: uh there wasn't that much, not really that much less distractions but they didn't um they they didn't let they didn't let their bullshit slip into the press. Yeah. And they didn't it, it, I, you know, I mean I, I wasn't born then, so I, I, I really couldn't tell you, but from from the experiences of my parents and all that other stuff, I can say I, I can say with confidence that um they didn't talk too much about their own personal stuff that was going on mm-hmm. you know that's why hollywood was able to hide away all of the casting couch bullshit and whatever else yep they just didn't i mean look at this that's lucille ball dude oh yeah when
0: she was younger she was attractive but you could tell that like like age and and smoking and and drinking caught up with her
1: so so um you yeah, i mean what it comes down to is these these people just didn't let their dirty laundry out into the press you know, I'm sure there was, I mean, you could see the pictures and stuff like that, you know. Um, but if, you, if you're if you looking for, like, public pictures and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, good luck. There's one. Yeah, the, the paparazzi wasn't as. Uh, <laughs> no, they were controlled. Ferocious, yeah. And, you know, I mean, they they still had their, like, here's another one right there in public. But it was all controlled. And now it's just like, oh, we need to get the, here, here's one with John Wayne. Right. Yep. I remember
0: when uh, the episode that he was on on the I have Lucy it was a really funny episode. Yeah. So
1: that and that and that's what I liked about, I think, the glamour of of that day, the uh, of the 50s and 60s. And that's probably why I like these movies uh, so much. Because there's an illusion there, you know, there's this illusion of uh,
0: of uh, glamour and perfection, I, I say, I almost say.
1: Okay. Um, I wouldn't say perfection, but <laughs> in, in a sense, yeah. I mean, there was there was There's glamour the, the illusion
0: of a better time. I would say, I think,
1: I it's possible. I think what it comes down to is uh, a simpler time. Um, not not necessarily a better time.
0: <laughs> simpler for white people. <laughs> you know what I mean. I think
1: just all around, just a, a simpler time. We didn't have all these distractions, as you said. Yeah. Um, or very few. We still had TV and whatnot, but people were mostly outside. Um, doing stuff, you know. They they weren't hiding in their living rooms constantly. Yeah, they would go to work and then come home and, you know, do their 9 to 5 and have their weekends and play baseball and mm. go to baseball games. I saw I saw a TV show, and I can't remember what it was, but this kid's dad played baseball for one of for like the Cincinnati Reds, uh-huh. and he would take balls and hit them over the fence. And if the kids got the ball, they could bring it up to the gate guard Give him the ball, and they would get in for free. Mm-hmm. So, and then like the so the kid gets this ball, gets in for free, walks up to his dad, and I thought it was kind of odd that his dad couldn't get his own kid in for free. Yeah. But he goes, how, he goes, how many more do I need to get in? He goes, oh, four. So he hits four out of the park, right? Yeah, you know, and his friends get all these baseballs and they come in and sit down. And as he's sitting there, he steals money out of the hot dog vendor and says, "Hey, Mister, I need a dog and whatever else," and he gets two. And he gives the guy the money, his own money back, right? Yeah. And he goes, "Hey, what about my change?" Right? <laughs> Which was funny. Yeah. But you know, I mean, he gave him a quarter, got two hot dogs, and got change back. And the, I thought that was like i said it's it's a more simpler time when you know a guy could hit a baseball out of a baseball park. The kid catches it and walks up to the gate, gives the baseball back for his admission, yeah, you know return any ball that goes out of the park you return it, you get in right that's cool and and I like I don't know how true that is, but if that really did happen, yeah, we've lost our way,
0: yeah because you <laughs> you can't do that now you
1: know how much it costs to
0: get into anything now. If it's not already sold out by all the companies that buy the tickets, yeah,
1: you know, it yeah, it's it's all it's. We don't live in a republic democracy. We don't live in a democracy or, or you know a, a republic. We're in corporatism. We, yeah, we yeah. live in a corporatocracy. Yeah, everything's it, run by the corporations.
0: Yeah, there's no. It doesn't feel special anymore, man. We live in it,
1: Blade Runnerville. So yeah. well, it does, but again, it's it, it. just depends on what the your your type of special is
0: well okay the way i think that anything special anymore is that seeing it through the eyes of my kids so my kids enjoying something because they don't they don't see the bullshit like i do right um i enjoy that you know because there's still there's still an innocence uh a hopefulness to you know to things in that regard um you know so it's like new eyes on something. So, yeah, I, so I find a way to, just like with Christmas. I don't care about really Christmas for myself. I mean, please, give me a couple things because I don't want to feel neglected. But I don't need, you know, I don't need the pony or whatever the fuck else. You know what I mean? I, I can usually, if there's something I want, I can normally go buy it myself. So I'm not tripping on that. But my making sure that my kids have a good Christmas, that's what I enjoy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like a vicarious thing in a way.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, again, it's it was a more simpler time back then because mm-hmm. we weren't distracted by all the bullshit yeah. that's going on now, where we're just constantly blitzed by the fucking amount of dumb fucking shit <laughs> that people just post. Uh-huh. And it, and it, and you're right, it, there's nothing special. Yeah. So um and it, you know uh, I'm not going to really rate Queen of the of of Outer Space it's it's a 1958 deemed sci-fi movie. Yeah. You know um everybody that's ever rated it has already rated it. It's it's hokey. It's completely misogynistic. Misogynistic. <laughs> it it's it's nothing but, you know, Four men dick whipping women. And I don't mean that in a literal sense, but. I mean it.
0: Were the Venusian women, were they like almost practically holding like slippers in their hands waiting for the men to come in? No. (laughs) No, but they might as well have heard. Here you go, dear. Um, All right. So, uh, all right. So finally, uh, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Uh, This movie went through like three or four different title changes before it finally settled on that one. Originally, it was going to be just Soldado, which. Why? why? God damn it. (laughs) We fucking ramble so long. I forget about this the 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 structure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, come on, give 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 it to me, man. Where's it at? You should know it. I should know it. I yeah, because should... you did an entire review on it. Well, yeah, but okay, Sicario, the sequel for. Or...
1: <laughs> come on,
0: man. Yeah, so let me fucking read it. All right. Anyway, uh, FBI agent Matt Graver calls on mysterious operative Alejandro Gillick. When Mexican drug cartels start to snuggle, <laughs> snuggle, <laughs> smuggle terrorists
1: across the U.S. border, it's a wonder why we don't get anybody to listen to this.
0: Oh yeah, because yeah, we just—they don't want drones that were you know just you know read and repeat. Right? There's a human touch, man. My, <laughs> my, uh, what is it? My imperfection is yeah, is a human that's touch. That's what it is. <laughs> All right, so Soldado, uh, are we going to do the trailer? You no, it? I'm not going to do the trailer. Right, we already did. It. The?
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, there's no point in doing the trailer for for this because
0: um, we already did it last week.
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to keep down the amount of trailers that we do. So um, let's hit,
0: let's uh, ping their dings on, on the. No, has nothing to do with that. Right, I don't, I
1: don't just it, it's uh, just repeating. Okay.
0: All right, so yeah, Soldado. Um, yeah, the sequel. So yeah, this movie went through four different. Uh, I, I think off the top of my head, different titles. Originally, when Tyler Sheridan um, wrote this, it was just originally going to be called Soldado. And of course, you know, it's, you can't, you know, a placate to simple audiences, you can't just call it Soldado because people can't look at the trailers and realize, hey, this is a sequel to fucking Sicario. No, you have to put Sicario in the title, right? So they, then they changed it to, um, I believe they changed it to, uh, Sold or Sicario Two Soldado, then they changed it to um, Soldado. So I don't fucking, you know, what? it doesn't matter. They changed the title a bunch of times on this goddamn movie. <laughs> I was trying to wonder. I was wondering why you were just settling on that. This look, this movie is. I, I'm pretty sure you enjoyed it a lot more than I did, and I did enjoy this movie. The problem, though, for me is that I can I, I, I look, I love the first movie so goddamn much. I, 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 it's one of those movies that when I'm watching it, I'm appreciating every single little detail about the making of it while I'm watching it. Um, everything about it. And with this movie, I, 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 I I'm comparing it. I have to because it's, it, it's just, I can't, I, anyway. And so when I'm watching it and I'm comparing it, I'm noticing that it's missing things, it's just missing that fucking touch. That made the original so goddamn good, and even though and, and this movie does excel with certain things, it does. But I'm not feeling it like I was feeling before. Like th- the original movie had so much tension because you, because f- Emily, when you're when you're following Emily Blunt's character through that film, you're it's like you're going through it through her eyes, and so you know she's in over her head the whole fucking film, and you're you feel like you're in over your head as you're watching it. With this movie. I never felt like I was in over my head. I felt like I was just watching an action movie, <coughs> you know, with returning characters, of course, but those, those things, those little touches that, that everyone put on there the first time that aren't in this movie, like the, you know, the direction of Danny of Villeneuve and, and, and Roger Deakins cinematography, which the guy who did the cinematography for this movie, he did a really good fucking job. And that guy, I looked up his bio and he's done pirates of the Caribbean and a bunch of other shit. The guy's got a really, um, a really good looking bio. Um, it's just that it still wasn't exactly the same. good. And, and you know what? There was one thing that I'm glad wasn't the same, the musical score, because, um, the the original, um, Johan Johansson died earlier this year. And so he didn't do the score for this film. Um, and, uh, but his score wasn't really in this movie. Instead, the guy who stepped in and did it, who was a friend of Johansson's, I think it was like a protege of his, um, he stepped in and he like, did this thing where he kind of changed the score a little bit. And I like that because it put a distinctive style onto this movie. So it didn't feel like it was just copying the first movie. So that was good. I really liked the score for this one. But, um, but when, when we're watching like, any kind of the, the dramatic scenes between the actors or, or anything like that, I just did not feel it in any way whatsoever. Not from Brolin. Not from, not from Del Toro. Um, not from anybody, like I did with the first movie, and so it didn't have that impact like like before, um, and so but but the action scenes are really well shot. Um, they're they're fun. They're they're fucking awesome at times, especially like the scene where he throws the fucking grenade in the car. That drives up to him and shit. And, you know, or when those two uh, helicopters are attacking the, um, you know, the, the two trucks are driving down the highway at the end mm-hmm. and, and things like that. I mean, there was some really good action scenes in this movie. It's just that it, it, it didn't, it was, it, more, it felt more like this time I was watching an action movie than a dramatic um, thriller, um, like crime thriller, um, like before.
1: And I, I totally disagree with everything you're saying oh that's fine that's fine that's the whole point of the review though yeah
0: yeah so um I, I just I'm serious i and look I understand look and I don't I, don't get me wrong I'm not saying that Emily blunt should have came back because she shouldn't have her character the way it ends in sicario fine that's the, she had a character arc and that ended there and that was good leave her out the problem is is that there's no one to take up that 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 that, that um, moral um, stance in this movie I think the only one that That really felt that way in a way um, was the little girl, and she wasn't really. I mean, she was kind of a hard ass, so it didn't really, it didn't, it didn't hit like it did with Emily Blunt's character. It's not
1: supposed to. It's fine.
0: So, um, and so there's that. There's um, and then just um, now Josh Brolin's character. There was something subtle about his character. I don't even think I really put. I didn't totally put this into the review, but um. You could tell, like by by his facial expressions and the way he was going through when he was put when he when when he knew he had to you know he was ordered to kill Del Toro's character that he didn't want to fucking do it and he was you could tell that he was constantly thinking of ways to get out of it and and he was you could tell that he was suffering through it he really fucking did not want to do that and and so he had this conflict you could see the conflict in his face and it was really well done it's just still I. I couldn't, I couldn't feel it like I did the first time. So anyway, that that's, I think that's pretty much what I got um, on this movie. So what do you got?
1: I was reading through some of the other uh, reviews as you were doing your thing. Yeah, and and generally this is what I read from all of them, and I'm just going to take one. The sequel to Sicario is solid enough in its storytelling with some inspired elements, as well as some lazy ones, which they didn't even go into. Yeah. So describe. hey, thanks a lot. That that. Talk about lazy. Um, But the special touches that made the original uh, great are glaringly absent. I feel like I just ripped that off. Day of the Soldado was propelled by jarring, violently graphic imagery that seemed designed solely to shock. No. When the Day of Soldado truly wallows in violence, it does so exquisitely with the kind of hopelessness that film violence, especially around the subject matter, should convey. What's
0: that word we used last week? Apropos? Apropos. The the fucking violence was apropos to this subject matter.
1: All right, but... This is why I disagree with everything that you say, That's for good. the most part. That's good. What? Um, and I'm going to key in on a couple of things, which is you, what you said and what this other person said. I'm not going to give him any, any credits. <laughs> I, I, I could care less. Yeah. Which is, but the special touches that made the originals great are glaringly absent. It's a, I don't understand why people want the same fucking movie over and over again. If you want the same movie over and over again... Watch the watch the original movie. This is And this is this is the Star Wars thing, okay? Mm-hmm. What is better? Star Wars, Empire, or Jedi? Subjective. What is better? Star Wars, Empire, or Jedi?
0: <laughs> I don't want to get into this debate.
1: It's yet. not a debate. Um, I already know your answer. Uh,
0: I know it's one I feel like. Just I, say it. No, Empire's the best one. No. It, it is.
1: No, you like Star Wars. You like A New Hope. Yeah, your but, favorite is A New Hope. Uh, I didn't ask you... But I give credit where credit is due. I, I didn't ask you... For the consensus, Look, Je- I wanted to know what your favorite was.
0: Je- Jedi is my most emotionally stirring, <coughs> but but Empire, uh, Empire doesn't have the problems that Jedi's
1: got. I, I, I don't care about that. I, I'm, we're not doing a review on that. I just wanted to know what your favorite was.
0: My favorite, goddamn, has always been a new hope. My favorite has always been the first one and the third one. Okay, uh, Empire's one, always been third. Just
1: to me. one. Oh,
0: um,
1: yeah, Star, one.
0: new yeah, hope. Yeah, new hope. Okay, that's all I wanted. You, you, those you, ones are tough, dude. That, that's a, I you shouldn't have brought I, Star Wars up because that's a tough one for me.
1: It's but you've always said I prefer New Hope to everything else because it's the original, right? Mm-hmm. That that's that's pretty much exactly what you said. I prefer Empire, right? And but and, and that's that. And, and the reason why I brought those up is because it's the same thing with Sicario. Okay, I like the first movie. The first movie was great. I think this movie, for the most part, is superior. Mm-hmm, <laughs> And there's reasons for it. There's plot A, there's plot B, and there's plot C. Okay. Plot A is this kid who has been duped into, not really duped, he went in willingly, but kind of duped by his own cousin. Yeah, because
0: of family obligations. To join a gang.
1: Yeah. Not necessarily a family obligation. The pressures of it, yeah. But, you know, and and it, it wasn't even that. He was, he, it was his cousins, his whole family. Hey. You want to make a lot of money, and you want to make more money than your dad. Yeah, but he was blown up his ego. You know what I mean? The, 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 was, it doesn't matter. You want to make more money than your dad? Again, the peer pressure, right?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you've you've. So, I assume when you were young, you had someone that you looked up to that could get you know get into your ear really well.
1: Yeah, but it, but that's the, my point is is that that starts off the movie, okay? And then from there, this kid is brought into this whole underground bring 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 the immigrants over to America. Okay? Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter the the immigrant thing. I don't care. It you, you know, not you, Joe, but in general, it's it this it's not this is not a political thing. This is this is what's happening yeah. in this movie. Okay? <laughs> and then plot B is is Teltoro's character and the reason why I think this movie's better than the first movie in and and not in all ways by the way is because del toro's character doesn't get away uh. he gets injured he gets injured severely in this movie okay he's he's abandoned he's left for dead and he has to he has to figure it out on his own okay literally the girl escapes he has nowhere else to go his face got fucking blown half off yeah. you know
0: he's a wolf dude
1: yeah, and and he he's an accountant who turns into a wolf, right? Yeah. You know he <laughs> yeah yeah suck it Ben Affleck. <laughs> so and, and and his entire character arc isn't done because this is only the second part of a three part yeah act yeah okay. So you have the the second, which is I'm just calling it plot B, which is Benicio del Toro's character arc, and then you have plot C, which is. Brolin's Josh Brolin's character arc dealing with the political okay. bullshit and the uh, yeah and and it starts off almost the same way as it did on the first one where he walks into this uh, container it's a shipping container yeah and starts to talk to this guy and the difference is is that you know what's going to happen. You know, and he's being nice and he and he shows the guy what's going on and yeah. he says, Hey, here's
0: your brother. Here's your brother. <laughs> and I'm
1: finally I'm gonna to get to a brother that you really can't live without yeah. and you're gonna tell me everything that's going on because yeah. there was a terrorist attack. Now I was reading one of the other uh uh reviews. I don't remember watching one of the terrorists pray on a prayer mat.
0: It was um remember the guy that blew himself up out in the desert?
1: Right, but he wasn't he was praying. But he wasn't praying you on a prayer mat. You
0: couldn't see the prayer mat. But then, no, um, no, no,
1: no. This that's different. Literally, it said there was a terrorist that was praying on a prayer mat, and a man that and, and a terrorist that was praying and then blew himself up. I don't remember ever seeing a per- terrorist. They found the prayer mats. They found three of them. Yeah, yeah. I, I know. And, and the, then the guy that blew himself one up. Of the,
0: one of the goofs on the trivia says that one of the mats is facing the wrong way, and they're not supposed to be. I. I, I <laughs> um, I didn't see. I saw him. He was definitely praying and kneeling down.
1: I don't remember if I saw him on a mat or not. It, it but that, that that's not the point. Um, my point is is that I'm literally taking this from another review mm-hmm. about what they said, and I don't remember that. And I'm pretty good with my recall of movies, and so are you. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, a teen girl's fake kidnap with a bag pulled over her head. There's, and, and they won't even write it, but they'll they'll allude to it. This is what bugs me about some of these websites. <laughs> Um I don't think it's this one it doesn't really matter. Um the the scene in the shopping in the in the in the shopping yeah uh store yeah um that got me and I'll tell you where it got me. So there's four guys that walk in and then there's one guy that's standing there and he's also praying, right? And the girl's trying and the lady instead of just running the fuck out, yeah. she's she's going slowly and then he he blows up the fucking, it made me jump i I knew it was coming yeah. I just didn't know when and I didn't know if she was gonna get out or if she was you I know. thought
0: it was gonna happen after she was already <coughs> out the door running away that's what I thought and then but it didn't
1: happen yeah
0: I you know what and like in my brain what I was saying was I kept saying to her what the fuck are you doing don't go that way Go back of the store. I understand the bombs just went off, but go the fucking back.
1: Yeah, run, run the fuck away. Yeah, right? don't go
0: through the front door.
1: But that's and and that's that's what makes this movie even better is that it's real panic. It's not real panic, but it's panic that's that's that feels real.
0: Yeah, and look, look, Taylor Sheridan he said he goes, he goes. Emily Blunt was the moral center of that film of the original film, and that because she's not in this movie, you can't. The, the, his the focus is on what. Del Toro and Brolin have to do, and there's not a whole lot of morality to it. It's more like this, so I get it. I do get it, but the problem is, is that this the film was done in a certain way where there's all these things that are important. For example, uh, Agent Sidwell. For Marvel, where he plays the cop right the corrupt Mexican cop from the first movie right and he's got the son he plays soccer with and right and then the movie ends with his son with his dad gone and he's playing soccer and they hear the gunshots in the background and the movie ends and it says sicario that shit
1: is powerful it fucking says something right, but that's the first movie yeah this is a follow up where it has no moral this movie has no fucking morals, yeah this is all about people that are trying to kill other people I know and
0: it barely has any the only moral technically is Del- Del- Brolin. of course, m- number one. But again, he
1: doesn't have any fucking morals. He just saved the girl because that's the right thing to do. Yeah. So he's coming to grips with his morals.
0: But you know, it, it, but also he he had problems. He had qualms about killing Del Toro's character. And Del Toro, see, Del Toro is a difficult one because it's hard to tell if he just didn't want to kill the girl or.
1: Or, he wasn't going to kill the girl.
0: I mean, he didn't want her to die, or or it's just is it because he's being selfish because she reminded him of his daughter? Yes, you know. So,
1: yeah, he was. He at first he didn't care. Yeah, and then when he realized that she's just turning into basically him, a hard ass. Yeah, you know, she her father, her fucking parents don't give a shit about her. They just drop her off. They pick her up, but it's not them. Yeah. It's it's. It's uh, the guards, or you know, a nanny, or whatever. She lives a solitary life, yeah. right? Soldado, and she's
0: <laughs> soldado means soldier, though.
1: Well, uh, yeah, but it's um um uh, alone, right? So she lives. She basically lives by herself. She yeah. has to fend for herself, defend herself, and she has, and she's she's built this wall around her. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, that's what makes that character really awesome. Is that when he's dealing with her, he sees through her bullshit and says, this is a vulnerable girl that's put up this wall. And all of a sudden, she starts to like him, mm-hmm. right, after all this stuff. She sees through the bullshit, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. She starts asking all these questions, and he's like, okay, I think I can get along with her. And she she reminds me of my daughter, right, or, kind of. Yeah. And and the life that she lived with this guy and this her, her dad – and in fact, she, even um, Isabel Moner, who is becoming a really great actress, by the way. Yeah. She, even though she was in shitty Transformers, I know. she was in a uh, hundred things to do before uh, school, before high school. Yeah. She uh, it was a Nickelodeon TV show. Yeah. She was in that, and that's what she, where she kind of cut her her teeth on acting wise. Yeah. But in this, she was fucking great in this movie. No, she was good. Um, and then and then you have. In, in you know, and I know a lot of people are, are gonna say, you know, bullshit about this, but then you have the quote unquote contrivance or the convenience of the kid, again, from from plot A, the kid who is walking across in in a mall as uh Brolin, Jeffrey Donovan and and Del Toro yeah. almost hit him, right? Yeah, in the parking lot, yeah. Okay. And then he's also the guy that at the end is the one that's responsible for shooting del toro and he's also responsible for getting these the immigrants across uh, the border okay and a lot of people and you even said it in the theater you said bullshit and some
0: i didn't tell you though the reason why i said bullshit though there wasn't that i mean that was a little bit convenient but that wasn't it what was the problem was he's staring through a fucking dirty window and there's bright fucking lights outside on where he's at he can't see his fucking face from that distance that's why i call bullshit
1: well i'm I, I disagree because A he's younger than we are and, <laughs> and B we don't know how well he can see or I not see. I think
0: it's just cuz you like the movies of so goddamn Well, uh, well
1: n- no, see I I I disagree with that whole thing because uh, again when you see somebody that looks familiar you you go that dude looks that that looks like the dude that I he he didn't say he didn't positively identify him until after they picked him up. Mm-hmm. He said that's weird, that dude looks like the guy that I ran across in fucking Texas, mm-hmm. you know, and he 's with a girl mm-hmm. and and that's when they they pulled him on the bus yeah look I, and then the, and then the kid
0: yeah i didn't even put that in the review dude, because it wasn 't detrimental to
1: the story I know, but it, but some people think it is, and when you are living in an area of you know uh, and you 're driving around an area of less than fifty miles twenty five miles. Mm-hmm you're going to run across all these people all the time. Mm-hmm. So him, him walking in front of the car, at, I mean, they would have bumped into him at some point anyways because they, they were all using the mall as, this local, as a local point, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's easy for the immigrants to come to the mall and go away from the mall, yeah. right? So, so when you have Del Toro's character who is hired by the U.S. government to start a war... And then is abandoned by the U.S. government because things got bad, you know. And then they decided that they're going to spin the story that the the mall bombing happened by three guys from New Jersey who were angry at the world, and and they're spinning this fucking piece of shit lie. And and you see because um, Matthew Modine didn't have a lot of a lot of screen time in he this movie, yeah, like
0: three scenes at the most in and, the movie.
1: And and he was he was okay. He wasn't great, but he wasn't he wasn't like. He wasn't
0: over the top evil fucking political guy. He yeah, wasn't, he yeah. wasn't the
1: bullshit that was in Transporter. You no. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and or Transporter Two or whatever. whatever oh, one. that's
0: right. He was the asshole husband. Yeah. yeah, he
1: was the asshole political guy, right? I forgot. He about was that. still an asshole political guy, but I mean, he he be, something goes south a little bit, and then he immediately pulls the plug because the quote unquote president finds out about it, and they don't want to, and and Brolin has to fight for you know, the right to party. Yeah. And what happens is is that he's not happy with what's going on. In fact, that whole scene where Jeffrey Donovan says whatever he says and Modine goes, I'm not talking to you. Yeah. And then and then he <laughs> yeah. and then Brolin just repeats exactly what Jeffrey Donovan just said. Word for word. Yeah. And I thought that was great because he he wasn't he, That shows how our government works. Well it it also shows um um Brolin's character. Did I say
0: works? I don't mean how our government works. I meant operates. Yeah, That's how operates. our government operates.
1: It, but what what was great about that is it backs up Donovan's character and how important he is. Yeah. To and, and here's the other thing, Un, nobody died unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. I know I'm a little like there's like weird shit going on with the, with my mic. Like
0: saying Kingsman Part Two.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th- there was no unnecessary. Like Jeffrey Donovan got shot. Yeah. And
0: he's like, son of a bitch. I can't
1: believe I got shot by a fucking Mexican or did he say by a fucking Mexican or what did he say? Um he uh by 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 a Mexican cop. Yeah. He said by a fucking Mexican yeah. cop. <laughs> but um and, and I'm I know that this uh hold on a second. That's not what I'm looking for. I know that there's some points in the podcast where it got really kind of weird, loud, like distorted on my end. That's my fault. But So I apologize to your ears. Um, It just got loud. There was a couple times where it got really loud. Yeah, and and it was unintentional because
0: look, we don't have hundred thousand dollar
1: equipment. So I I I got too close to the microphone. You take the good, you take them bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Yeah. (laughs) So we got to get. I think we should get screens so that we know how close to talk. Mm -hmm. But anyways, um, but Jeffrey Donovan's character didn't die. Mm -hmm. You know, I was waiting for it too. I was totally waiting for that to happen. Yeah. Well, here here's the other thing. I was waiting for it to happen when the cop started shooting. When when he was already on the ground, and it's the the typical Hollywood, you know, uh, the bad guy survives and he shoots the best friend type of thing in the head. He makes his impossible fucking headshot. Yeah, right. <coughs> no, he gets shot in the chest, which is which is appropriate because headshots are almost fucking. Yeah, impossible.
0: You're all, they say
1: go for the body because that's the best, the yeah. the easiest target, center mass, right? Yeah. So he gets shot and he's wearing his thing. He's like, "Oh, I'm okay," you know. It didn't penetrate. Yeah, he was more
0: pissed off that he got shot
1: by a Mexican cop than anything else. Yeah, he was just pissed off he got shot. Yeah, right. So and he's bleeding because he got because a bullet whizzed by his head. So Mm -hmm. he's bleeding on the head, and you think, okay, when are they going to pull the fucking Hollywood bullshit where he's just going to slump over at the car, right? Yeah. And then the same thing when Benicio del Toro gets shot in the face Mm -hmm. and he's driving, he's driving that fucking green explorer. Right, (laughs) and as he's driving the green explorer, as you said, these dudes flash him because they know whose car it is, and didn't realize it's not that dude. And he pulls a grenade out and throws it in the other car. Casually,
0: just fucking, just whoop.
1: Oh, he didn't. It wasn't (laughs) casual because those other dudes were shooting at him, and and again, they they did it right. In my opinion, they did it right because when they're shooting at him, they were just fucking wildly shooting. Yeah, you know, they weren't aiming or anything. No, he's controlled, dude, And, and. no, that's why he's such a good killer. No, the guys in the car, yeah. are wildly shooting. Yes, and he he fucking panic panic throws a grenade. I didn't see him panic. Looked, he absolutely panicked through the grenade. It looked like he fucking was like, oh fuck you, and he just threw. It. He didn't he didn't look like he shook shook at all. Nope, he panicked through the grenade. He but he, he was waiting for them to get close, and, and he knew that if he got they got too close, his life was over. So it was kind of a panic throw, but he got it right, and the car blew up, which was. It was still good. Because you could see his hand. Because he was also he was shaking from the loss of blood as well. Oh yeah, and he got shot through the fucking mouth. He you didn't know if he was actually going to get the grenade in there. Yeah, I kept waiting for him to spit a tooth out. He he spit out a couple of teeth. I I didn't see. I saw the blood. Fucking meat coming out of his face. Yeah, that was gross. And and the spittle and everything. Oh, like his face is all puffy. Yeah, because
0: his head was resting in a puddle. Yeah, it was like all that chunk of shit probably had already drooled out of his mouth. Yeah, and and it it looked like, like
1: his like you're looking at it like did he just get shot through the fucking head. I know. Didn't I, thought that was, I thought it was like brain matter and shit, right? And, and I'm like, good. He didn't get, sh- when they shot him, they shot him through the mouth. Yeah. He got injured. Gr- Great. Yeah. When the camera came back about
0: three minutes after they drove away,
1: yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I had a feeling he wasn't dead His yet. His entire fucking jaw is all puffy. Mm-hmm. His entire face is all puffy. He can't move. He, his jaw is just destroyed. It's yeah. broken, right? And, and as he's driving, he starts to fade. And you're like, oh, no, don't, don't die. Yeah. Please don't die. He's, you're a great character. And he fucking just drives, he, <laughs> he literally. Just needed a man, he just did a power nap. Doink. Right into a pole. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and, and he still he's got that fucking drool coming out of his face. Yeah. Not out of the holes, just out of his face. And he's looking at them in a the mirror where the hole went through. Yeah. And he's pissed because, you know, he, he couldn't get out of it. But he, he cuts to. Yeah. Years later, a couple of years later, and this kid who, you know, shot him, he finds, and he's got all these tattoos on his arm, acting like a badass. Yeah. And he's like, "So you want to be a Sicario?" Yeah. And that's what what makes this movie, in my opinion, as good or in some cases better, is the three plot lines. You have you you have the kid, you have. You have and the the kids the kids almost a throwaway, you know. Yeah, Miguel. But but important to what important to the overall plot because he's the guy that ferrets all the immigrants over, and and he's the one that ends up having to put the bullet into Benicio del Toro.
0: Yeah, because he knew if he
1: didn't, he'd die. Right. So and then you have but you have the Benicio del Toro thing where he he just doesn't care. Mm. And as you said with the, with the Emily Blunt character is the more the, mor- the moral compass of the first movie Yeah. and when they remove her from that there is no moral compass anymore. Josh Brolin is a fucking brutal hammer
0: cuz he has to be.
1: And and Benicio Del Toro is the nail. Yeah. And when and he doesn't want to give up his well I would not say um I, I'm not going to call um, Del Toro's a hammer.
0: Mhm. And, well,
1: and, and, yeah. And, I mean. <laughs> cause he's, he's, he's actually a tool to be used. Well, but, but, the hammer and the nail. Uh, yeah, he's, he's the, uh, the nail gun. You want to call it that?
0: He's the nail for as long as he needs to be the
1: nail, but he can be the hammer just as easily. Again, he's the nail gun. He's, he's the one that, that's, point him in a direction and fire. Mm. And he does his job. And, and, Brolin is the carpenter. And that's why this movie is fucking good. Um, It doesn't end on a good note. It doesn't end on a bad note. It just ends. And the reason why, again, I think that this is as good or better than the first one is because, again, it's, in my opinion, it's the Empire Star Wars thing. You start off with a story, Mm. and you tell the most powerful story. We tell a part of the most powerful story that you can. And then you take it... And you reverse the story. You you take, you you take and you split the team up, you know? Mm-hmm. And you put them in the worst situations that they can. Okay, now Brolin's been fucking... He's not compromised, but he's been shit on by the president. So now they don't... He doesn't know what's going on with his own job. Mm-hmm. And Del Toro is on his own. And Brolin saves the girl, you know? And even though he saves the girl, there's no guarantee. Yeah. She yeah. may
0: die. It cuts a year later, so we don't know what happened with Brolin.
1: We don't know what happened with the girl. Yeah, or mm-hmm. um, Brolin's Handler, whatever her name was. Yeah, 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 um, yeah uh, Catherine Keener's character. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was uh, Ford's. That was her name. And, and, and that, in my opinion, is where you need... Again, they, they took a page from the right movies, and Taylor Sheridan is really good at this, you know, and we haven't seen Lynn River, but... I High Water... Um, and Sicario yeah. and a couple of others. I've seen
0: One River. It's good. It's not as good as Sicario, but it,
1: it's a good movie. Right. So when you have this movie, and unfortunately, I mean, you're going to have some degradation and quality.
0: <laughs> Fucking sci fi movies,
1: man. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, that's fine. But when you have, you're going to have some degradation because Denny yeah. Villeneuve is not doing it. Mm. So you're not going to have his eye or his DP. And, but what you're doing is. You're, you're, you're looking for a, a, a good, you're looking for a good follow-up with it. And that's what this is. Yeah, it, it doesn't, oh, here's the other thing. It's not all over the place. Like the, and the first one wasn't either. It stays in one area. Yeah. Texas and Mexico. Corpus Christi, Texas, and Mexico. I'm sure there was. I think there was Arizona in there, mm. but for the most part, yeah, yeah
0: it's all yeah, centralized. Yeah.
1: yeah, for the most part, it was right across the border, just like in the first one. They didn't stray too far. They didn't. They didn't have to go all the way deep into when they did, but, but that's because Del Toro was there. Yeah, but there were th- there was three locations, four locations max, you know, for for everything, not including Brolin's reintroduction, but. That's the power of this movie and, and why it works well. with. It's also a good counterpart to the first movie because they didn't fuck around with the first movie either. It was like two or three locations and it was boom, attack, 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 right? And then let him go, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, and the first one was more of a cop drama. You know, that's why it was more intense because you didn't know what was going on with Emily's character and you didn't know that Brolin, if Brolin was actually trying to kill her or Del Toro was trying to kill her. And he's just using her, yeah. Yeah, or is using her and you find out at the end that, yeah, they're using her. Yeah. But because she's so good at what she does, you know, it, it was a mutual, it's yeah. a mutual benefit, right? And this one, they don't have that. They're just off on their own and they have to figure things out on yeah. their own.
0: Look, you you being able to to separate these two films and enjoy this one as much or more, I, fucking at least pro- as much. Props to you, because I the thing with me is the first movie I had an emotional response to that movie and I connected to it, and this movie I didn't connect to it um, in any way close to how I connected to the first film and and uh, it was. It was okay. It it felt like with that movie because of of you know and maybe I'm tainted because I'm such a fan of Danny Villeneuve or something but
1: no um, I I don't think that that's a, that's it at all. I mean you are but what I'm saying is that I don't think that 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 taints
0: your yeah, your experience with this movie. There were it seemed like there were real emotional um consequences in the first film. Um with with more than with, with more than a few character with a few characters right. and this time and t- like I said Taylor Sheridan even said this there's a reason why he did it the way he did it uh, so I can't argue with it it's just that I so I feel what I feel and it's just because I couldn't connect with the
1: characters like I connected in the first one but you but that's the the secret to this movie mm-hmm. you're already connected to them
0: well look and look this is a good movie so I will be buying it right and this is my first impression on it right now that my my expectations are gone. I go back and watch it again, you know. Uh, this is a shitty comparison, but I'm going to make it. The first time I, w- I saw The Village, right? My expectations were extremely high for it because of, of me being a fan of M Night Shyamalan. Then I, fu- I, but I fucking hated it when I first saw it. Right? Then I bought, I rented it, and I was like, and I had no expectations because I already knew what the, p- the plot twist and all that shit was. Right? All of a sudden, I actually really
1: liked the fucking Village. Most people don't, but I really did. I don't. I don't think that's a bad analogy at all. Uh-huh. You're, you, you, that's a good analogy. You know, mm-hmm. That's. It's relatable. Yeah. Um and I understand that. I again, you know, you know me, I'm not a fan of M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. No. <laughs> and um I'd like one or two of his movies, but w- what he did with um I, I won't what he did with Split, yeah, I'm I was amazed. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Did you um, see the new poster? Yeah, I did. It's really cool. I did. And um and I'm I'm actually looking forward to it. But Again, he, but he's I'm not, setting a bar, isn't he? He already set the bar. But I'm not holding my breath yeah. because of what he did with The Last Airbender. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and a bunch of other movies that he's done, which are just Ugh, the subpar. Yeah. The Cell. Didn't he do The Cell?
0: No. I love
1: The Cell. I he, didn't he do something like that, though?
0: Um he did. uh If only
1: there was something that I we know. could look up. He
0: did After Earth. He did The Visit. The Visit wasn't bad. You ever you seen The Visit? That uh, came out right before he did Split. No. That's about the two kids that go to the stay with their grandparents. No. And then you find out their grandparents are fucking crazy. No. Yeah, The Visit's actually a good movie. I mean, I, I the, the the twist at the end is halfway predictable. You don't know all the details of it, but you know what it is. You know, kind of thing, right?
1: Yeah. I, um. The happening. I, you know, in he did After Earth. He did. Uh, I'm just. I'm just not a fan of. He's a director that I'm just not a fan. And there's always Devil, um, The Visit, The Happening, Lady in the Water. Yeah, most people didn't signs. like Lady in the Water. I
0: like Lady in the Water.
1: But um, I, I and I loved Unbreakable. I thought that was a great movie. And I loved The Sixth Sense. I thought that was a great movie. Well,
0: I heard that Wide Awake is a very good movie. That was the movie he did before <laughs> Sixth Sense. Right. And that um, he did. Um, that I heard that was a really good. But movie. he
1: wrote Stuart Little. So. I can give them some leeway, uh-huh. um, but I just—I I, again—I there are there just happens to be those directors Devlin um, and Emmerich, yeah, Michael Bay, and I, I'm not putting trust me, I am not putting Shyamalan in those categories because he is a far superior director than those scrubs. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, is that there are directors that I just cannot fucking stand mm. because I don't be, because their movies do nothing for me. Yeah. And it's kind of like music. when you're watching a movie it's very much like music to me in the way it flows. That's why I love Taylor Sheridan's writing. You know, that's why I like Sicario 2 too mm-hmm. so much because it, the way it ebbs and flows and 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 it's different than the first one and it's done on purpose yeah. because it's it's not supposed to be it's not supposed to be the same.
0: You, know, I, I'm actually kind of pissed off because I, I, I like to, I like to rely on the fact that usually my my reviews on movies are different than the critics' you know reviews are, yeah. and my my review is almost the same as the other critics this time, and my rating is like where the fucking Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at,
1: and, th- and that's okay. So
0: I'm at six, I, I give it a six point five really ten yeah. I gave it a way. Oh you, didn't, oh, you didn't read my review yet, that's why. Um yeah, I gave it a 6.5. I was debating between 6.5 and, and the 7. And I gave it a 6.5 cuz I'm also the first impression and I'm basing it off of the, the, how, how much I love the first film. Right. And so um and uh and so it, it Rotten Tomatoes is like 63% right now. So
1: right. 65 like 6.5. It's like fuck man. It, Here here's here's the other reason why I like this uh. movie so much. It's Del Toro walking to his house, or walking to his apartment, and then noticing that something was wrong, and saw all the government cars that were there, and goes up, you know, I'm in your apartment, don't fucking shoot me. Yeah. As he's sitting there in his apartment, and he looks completely fucking miserable, all right? and i don't know how much time has passed between what the ending of Sicario and the opening and that part in Sicario 2 let's just say a couple of years yeah okay so in the couple of years he is he is a, a government witness so um he he works for the united states government um protected witness protection right mm-hmm. yeah he has murdered the man responsible for killing his family yeah and without giving away spoilers, unless you haven't seen Sicario, yeah. um, done a lot of other shit to the cartel,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: But just a, a portion of it. So the guy is fucking miserable. He's already completed his task. He's he's done what he set out to do, which is to get revenge. Yeah. So when you see him living in that sparse, shitty apartment, and Brolin says, oh, at least I know what to get you for Christmas, <coughs> Del Toro is the mo- at the most miserable point of his life because he he has no family. He's a
0: survivor, but that's all he's got.
1: Yeah, that's it, and an apartment, and all he can do is what all he can do is whatever he does.
0: Yeah, he's like uh, he's like the the cop who's been chasing that serial killer for twenty years, right? And then he finally caught him, right? And now what the fuck do you do, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and and that's and that's. That's what sets this whole thing off. That's why I loved Del Toro's continued arc on this character, yeah. which takes him differently from where he was because yeah. he was he was focused and that's what they were trying to do to now they're going to start a war with the entire cartel, right? But where do we start with that? Well, we're going to get this guy, right? Yeah. So they get that guy. And when, and then he realizes that he's he's fucked. Mm-hmm you know as you get towards the end of the movie uh-huh. he's completely fucked because he's not compromised but but he's um he's been let go from the program you know so now he's an enemy of the state in a sense and he he has no way to get out and all he's trying to do is get back across the border and that goes south and now he you know and he's trying to just fucking play it off and and he's hoping he's hoping something good will come out of it mm-hmm. right yeah and that's why he put the tracker in her. He took his shoe. He took her shoe off. If you noticed, he took her shoe off. Yeah. And she was walking around with just one shoe on, and he had the shoe with him at the whole the whole time.
0: See, you did with this movie like I did with the first movie, right? You
1: paid attention to
0: all those little fucking details, and I did that with the first movie, right? So it was like you were really getting into it, like I was. Oh, I was with...
1: totally into this movie yeah. because I was just like, like I went in with no expectations. I knew it was going to be good. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't agree with Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a sixty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, opinions are opinions. Like assholes, everyone's got one, right? Dude,
0: there's plenty of times where we disagree with the critics, man.
1: I, I'm giving. This is an eight and a half on my All on right. my scale. This is one of the best movies of the year. Okay. By the way, um, it's far superior to everything that we've seen. Few exceptions. Yeah. Um, I still like Brolin as Thanos, man. And if Brolin doesn't get a fucking nod from the Academy, hmm. it's broken. If well, Del Toro doesn't get a nod from the Academy, it's broken. If um, both Del Toros, by the way, yeah, Guillermo and and his brother Benicio. Well, Guillermo just won the Oscar for director and best picture for *Shape of Water*. So. That's right. I I keep thinking that that came out this year. Why do I keep thinking? Because we that? watched it this
0: year. We watched it at the
1: beginning of the year. That's why. Yeah, and it came out like in October, didn't it? No,
0: uh, yeah, actually, I think it was in
1: theaters for a month. or October or, two. or November or some shit. It didn't get wide release, but that's why I keep thinking why we just watched Shape of Fucking Water. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Guillermo and his brother did Benicio, both his brother, <laughs> yeah, both fucking um, have movies out this year. Mm-hmm. But um, in fact, uh, Guillermo was in has been in the biggest movie this year. And this one, because he was in Avengers. Where was Guillermo? He was the collector.
0: Oh, you mean Benicio?
1: Yeah, his you, brother. You said Guillermo. <laughs> I meant to say Benicio.
0: Yeah, yeah Benicio. Well, yeah, he did. He uh, did the cameo where Thanos was playing him. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. So he he was in the Avengers. He was in the biggest movie of the year and one of the one of the best. And look at fucking Brolin, uh, critically dude. acclaimed movie.
0: Brolin has been in Avengers. Four? He was in, in four movies in this year.
1: Deadpool. He was
0: in uh, this one Sicario, and he's going to be in that Netflix one that's coming out in a couple months. Uh, the one where the, the Wilder, the the what is it called the the Legacy of the Whitetail Deer Hunter.
1: Yeah, and then um, with uh,
0: Danny McBride also in it.
1: Yeah, and then um, Then there's
0: I bet you there's got to be something else.
1: Fire jumpers or whatever the hell that was.
0: Oh, the the, the, I, the fire one might have been at the end of last year, but I think I think it was the beginning of this year.
1: Yeah, dude, I he's a, he's a
0: busy fucking guy right now. He is. Yeah, he's very busy. Just watched Goonies last night. Yeah. I had to convince my kids that that fucking that young that's teenager Thanos. that young teenager that's
1: constantly working on the movie was Thanos. You know, uh, only the brave, Hail Caesar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Only, only the brave. These ones. So two twenty seventeen.
0: Well, it looks like he took a little break uh, there because look at all the movies he's in now, right? So
1: yeah, he did like three in twenty fifteen, and then mm-hmm. he just kind of hung around and did his thing in twenty sixteen. When did we see
0: Inherent Vice? Was that in twenty fourteen or fifteen?
1: 2014.
0: So it came out at the end of 2014. I remember that. Yeah, he did three movies that year. God, he was great in Inherent Vice. Remember that? That was like one of the positives we gave of that movie. And then he did <laughs> three in 2013. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
1: Pankeco. <laughs> he does like one, two, three, four, five. He does like three movies a year.
0: Yeah, and he takes a little bit of a teeny break, like a little two like there,
1: two there. I forgot he was in No Country Four in 2017. Oh yeah, he, he was great in No Country for the old man. dude. Does on average. Three movies a year. One, two, three, four that year. Two that year. Two in 2009. One, two, three, four, I always forget five he was in 20...
0: 20- I always forget he was Jonah fucking Hex.
1: Five in 2010. He did one in 2012. Yeah, he did Men in Black. Yeah, he took like two years off between 2010 and 2012. I would too. Uh, 2013, he did three. Did three in fucking 20... 20- I mean, come on. Come on. That dude is just like... Between 85 and 94, he did two movies. <laughs> three. And then it just it just fucking snowballed from there. Two, two, three, two, one, one. And he hasn't really taken any time off since 2006. He's yeah. just crushing Dude, it.
0: D- yeah, Brolin is, Good for uh, him, man. he's uh, like Benedict Cumberbatch a couple of years ago. Started becoming one of my favorite actors. Right. You know, um, he every time I hear about Josh Brolin being in something, I want to watch it, you know. So, good for him, man. I'm glad that he's uh he broke away from that that kid shit, you know, yep. and uh, is able to be a, an adult actor that 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 uh, keeps on working. So, um yeah, I uh I I do look forward to seeing this movie again when it comes out on home video and uh and not having uh uh, you know, <laughs> expectations. So, right. All right. Uh next movie that we will be talking about on the show um was is going to be uh Ant-Man and the Wasp. So, we'll be uh We'll be seeing that one really
1: soon. Um, Did you want to talk about any news, or you just want yeah, to...
0: yeah, yeah, yeah? We can do a quickie. Um, just Emma and the wasp. Do you think it's going to be good?
1: Yeah. Uh, look, that movie. That movie had me when she threw the Pez dispenser out the back uh-huh. where they threw it, and then it turned giant. Yeah. And it and the dude had to to fucking yeah you know get out of the way of it. Uh-huh. That's when that movie got me.
0: I the same thing for me except it was with the salt shaker. When the guys bounce off the salt shaker, and she throw it, it, it's the same thing
1: though, right? Yeah. Or the or, or the building. Yeah. The,
0: the, yeah. The building with the fucking the little little handle on it. So yeah. You just Carry it like a suitcase. Or you roll it. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking hilarious. So um yeah 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 I I I, I think that this is going to be a fun alternative to the seriousness of Black
1: Panther and and Infinity War. Yeah. Especially there's supposed to be a real big connection to Infinity War too.
0: Yeah. And I've been staying away. I, I'm not reading anything about the movie because I don't. I, I just want. I don't want to be fucking spoiled by it. And so. Um. So yeah, I'm not reading any reviews. Nothing. Yeah. And then uh, we, I will be seeing that in a couple of days. And uh, yeah, I, I do think it's going to be good. I, I just, I, um, I think it's going to be funny because it's Peyton Reed's back again, right? Doing it, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Peyton Reed's direct, um, directing it again. So, um, he. I mean, he. Look, you. Anyone that had problems with the first one, I didn't have problems with the first one. Did you no, not at all? It I just, enjoyed it. Just story wise, I think it might have been a felt like a little bit of a copy of Iron Man, but otherwise, you know, it was good, self-contained f- type of film. And
1: how weird is this? What? So Josh Brolin's mom, her name is Jane Cameron Agee. Uh-huh. She was born in Corpus Christi, Texas. You just watched fucking Sicario where they had most of the stuff in Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah. That's <laughs> it was just weird. Small world, man. I find it weird. <laughs> Anyways.
0: All right. So yeah, I man on the watch should be good. Um not a piece of shit, of course. All right. right. So, um, yeah, I just... Uh, the only I didn't have any news, really, you know, because, you know, fuck Harvey Weinstein. Of course, more people are going to accuse him of shit, right? So, um, don't even need to talk about him. Uh, Assassination Nation trailer, Red Band trailer came out for that movie. Uh-huh. That one looks really... It looks very interesting um, about uh, just everyone in a town just going fucking apeshit and start attacking each other. Okay. Um, the uh there's Mandy trailer with Nicolas Cage. Um, that one, that one looks fucking trippy. I I
1: watched the I watched that trailer. Yeah, and we might have to see it. But yeah, it's interesting, right? I'm thinking like crazy cult shit. It's like yeah, interesting. I'm thinking you know <laughs> James, you know James. I was thinking I'm thinking I've got James Cameron on my brain yeah. and James Brolin and Josh Brolin all fucking vying for. Uh, space in my head for some reason. What about
0: Josh Groban?
1: No. <laughs> but you but uh and Nicolas Cage. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to I was trying to say seeing Nicolas Cage uh chainsaw fight another dude. I'm in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's might be the most fun with Nicolas Cage since uh, uh Mom and Dad and uh, Drive Angry. <laughs> right. So um Don't Drive Angry. All right. Uh, yeah, the the legacy of the white uh, the whitetail deer hunter with the uh, Brolin and McBride looks looks looks. De- I, I don't want to go so far as to say it looks like it's going to be a really good movie, but it looks like it's going to it might be a fun Netflix type movie. You know, <laughs> right. with him going out uh, that's coming out in July. Uh, then uh, there was the Wolfman got Snards or the Wolfman's got Nards documentary that's right. uh,
1: coming out, and we had mentioned that. I remember talking specifically about that. Um, or at least I know that we talked about Monster Squad, and you specifically brought up the Wolfman's got nards. But I think that we were also talking I always gotta about quote
0: that every time I talk about the movie, I have to, I have to quote that fucking scene.
1: But I, I think I think that we had talked about this documentary a while back.
0: Um, it might have been like come up in some kind of a blip or something. I I know that every time I mention this movie, I'm like, this is one of those movies that it should have been bigger than it was because it was it just disappeared really really quickly. You know, it was in and out of theaters so fast. I don't I don't even. I don't, if I did see it in theaters, but I don't even remember what theater I saw it at. And I can almost remember every movie I've ever seen in a theater, but I can't remember where I saw Monster Squad. That's a tough one. Right. But I remember I had to rent it because it, it disappeared out of theaters very quickly. And yeah, you, had, you know, back then you had to wait like a year for shit to come out on video. So um, yeah, I remember renting that movie all the goddamn time because I loved it. And, yeah, it's one of those weird ones, man. It doesn't make sense why it wasn't as successful as it should have been, but it's cool that, you know, that they made the documentary, and we'll watch it when it comes out. I definitely want to watch it, you know, and uh, hopefully... Didn't we come up with an idea? Didn't we we used to do Idea man? Didn't we have an idea for a Monster Squad uh, sequel or something? We did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but, yeah, it was... uh, I think it was something clever we came up with. All right. Yeah, um... I haven't. Uh, Labor Day. Remember that when the trailer came out for that, and we we're just like, no. Remember he's like an ex felon, and he's hiding in her house or some shit. And uh what the fel- the movie with Josh Brolin, the one where he's sitting there on the couch with uh, Kate Winslet.
1: Never saw it. Yeah,
0: I know. We saw the trailer for it, and it just didn't look that interesting. It, it was like three three years ago or so. All right. Um. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we got, dude. Yeah. All right. We don't need to show those trailers. No. So. Fuck you guys. You guys can look up your own goddamn trailers, yeah. all right? Goddamn, this is getting late. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so uh, we'll catch yeah. so we'll catch you on the flip side. Yep. Bye. All right. <laughs>